Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm sorry if the audio is not its best again, but I mean, we're quarantined. What can I do? Um, Follow the Vulnerable Podcast on Instagram if you're not already. And just thank you for all the love and support on the episodes thus far. I can't believe we're on episode five. But anyways, I'm really excited about today's episode because it's with Veronica Renson. And she is the co-founder of Earth and Craft, along with Amy Flores, who is actually in episode three. Um, so give that one a listen if you'd like. But um, yeah, she is a nurse and she comes from a conventional background. But along her journey, she switched to a more holistic route. And I really just wanted to share that with us. So yeah. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> um, yeah, so my journey to holistic, like a holistic lifestyle Um, was over a span of like almost 10 years, I think. Mm. Um, The first thing that started me getting more interested into like herbal medicine and a more like holistic approach was in school, I was always fascinated by science and by biology. And so um, naturally I went into nursing considering everyone told me there was, you know, good job opportunities there and Mm -hmm. I could pursue science. And so I enjoyed that. Um, I was offered a position as a delegate, um, to study in China for a couple of weeks while I was in college. And this was before nursing school, but, um, we were able to go for two weeks and study Eastern versus Western medicine. Mm -hmm. And I was really fortunate to go on that trip because we got to go to like clinics and pharmacies and they did a lot of traditional Chinese medicine with like herbs and I mean they were like treating people with cancer like with herbal medicine and I just thought that that was like amazing and um the smell of the pharmacies where they were like making Mm -hmm. the formulations it just smelled so good Mm -hmm. and I remember thinking during that time like why don't we do this like why don't we at least primarily right Mm -hmm. like at least to start with um I never grew up in a household that did any like herbal traditional remedies and you know we've it's knowledge that's passed down through generations um, for a long, long time. And I feel like it's getting lost now in this like super modern age where Western medicine is super rampant and it's all just go to the doctor, go to the doctor. Um, So I was really fascinated by that. And then, you know, I went on, I went to nursing school and continued my studies and it always stayed in the back of my mind. And, um, you know, the only thing we learned about herbal medicine in nursing school was to remember the G herbs and that they might like interact with blood thinners. <laughs> uh-huh. And I remember thinking like, wait, what? Cause I like ethnopharmacology and learning like all of the science and the chemistry. And I have to understand why, um, for everything. And so I remember thinking like, why don't we learn more about the herbs? Why isn't this something implemented like yeah. as part of medicine? Because a lot of our medicines come from herbs. Right. Um, so I always thought that that was missing a little bit. And then, during nursing school, I went through a period of depression and, um, I had struggled with that pretty much my whole life, like on and off. It runs in my family and I'd, I'd witnessed my mother and my grandmother, like going on and off antidepressant medications and seen how like they didn't like how they felt on them. So they would always like get off of them and then they would get sick. And it was just like the cyclical pattern that I didn't want to fall into. So whenever I would find myself in a depression, I never like went and got like on any clinical drugs or anything. Um, but I read this book, I think it was called, um, spontaneous happiness by Dr. Andrew Weil, maybe. 
Um, but anyways, he is an MD and he, Andrew Weil, he is an integrative medicine doctor and he talked about a lot of different like natural things to treat depression and just how our society views depression in general. And one of the things he had mentioned was St. John's wort. And I'd kind of heard of that before, so I decided to try it out. Like, it can't hurt, right? Like, I don't have to go to a doctor. Like, I can just get it. It's natural. And um, I remember, like, maybe on the second or third day of taking it that I woke up, and the first thought that I had was, like, I'm so happy. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, this thing worked. And I, you know, so I, I took it for, like, a couple of weeks, and then I felt totally better. Like, I spent some time in nature, and, like, I you know, I pretty much cured my depression at that point. I was able to refocus and I, f I just thought like, why would I not try mm -hmm. this route first? Right. And so throughout the rest of my career, you know, I finished nursing school and then it kind of took, took a back burner, like a holistic lifestyle. Um, I worked in a really high acuity ICU. We did neurologic trauma and regular trauma, but a lot of brain injuries and stuff. And, um, it was a lot of stress and you know stress is really hard on your body doing 13 14 hour shifts i worked night shift mm -hmm. and you know so i wasn't in the healthiest place mm -hmm. um you know i wasn't like eating a proper diet mm -hmm. so the stress combined with that my lack of sleep because i was like being a vampire working nights yeah. um it led up to more depression mm -hmm. and you know working through that and so it was actually a blessing when my husband was stationed here in puerto rico mm -hmm because I kind of had to take a step back from working. Mm -hmm. That's when we got pregnant with um, my son Zane and something just kind of like awoke in me to reconnect mm -hmm. with the natural ways, the things I had always believed in. And you know, I would practice here and there on my own, but I never really had time to focus on it before. Mm -hmm. So um, having more time, I started to focus more on nutrition and I mean that plays such a key part like actually knowing where your food comes from and that it's not right. like that it's organic it's so important because like those chemicals can mess with you you mess with your hormones mess with mm -hmm. the way you digest your immune system everything so organic food local you know that changes a lot for me um, did you like how did you go about changing your diet let's say um, did you or like was there certain people that you maybe followed or um, there were a couple of people, uh, one of my favorite, I actually did start following quite a few people on this journey of like trying to become a healthier mm -hmm. person. Um, Sarah's day is one on Instagram. I love her. She's Australian. Yeah. The Australian. Yeah. She's great. I love her. Like she's super natural, super mm -hmm. like into fitness and, and she's like raw too. Like she's relatable. Yeah. She's, yeah. and she, uh, she had a son like same time mm -hmm. as I did. So I felt, and I had been following her for years ever mm -hmm. since I like my nursing school time. And so I remember like kind of getting into nutrition a little bit then. So, I mean, it was a long time coming. There wasn't just one day where I woke up and was like, okay, I'm only eating like raw, organic, local mm -hmm. food. Like right. it was just like slowly swapping out, mm -hmm. um, one thing after the next and like honestly doing more research. Mm -hmm. And then the more you learn, the more you realize how important it is mm -hmm. to, to eat holistically. And right. that is medicine in and of itself. Right. Like your diet is a big part of natural medicine. You so what you eat. Exactly. <laughs> so, so like once you had Zane, I remember mm -hmm. you were telling me um, earlier just like how, like what were some of the things you did, I guess, within your pregnancy and then like to now, mm -hmm. I guess, where you are holistically. I mean, you're talking about like your birth journey and just how that 
you know, completely shifted or I guess made you realize like from then on till now you want it to be yeah like so more do more re- you know what I mean yeah there were my birth journey <laughs> uh was not ideal unfortunately here I went to a traditional doctor I did what they told me to do you know and I ended up being induced like a month early just I don't know because it was convenient for the doctors and so it was kind of traumatic um granted he was healthy like I was healthy and you know I didn't end up having a c-section which was Um, incredible because um but after that I just realized like I don't know it's it's more of like I started to have like a spiritual calling to Mm -hmm. calling like maybe a reawakening is a better Mm -hmm. term to say like um I started being called back to nature Mm -hmm. and I spent a lot of time just by myself in nature and feeling called to like become what we what we used to be like farming for our yeah. food and how we're supposed to live in like symbiosis mm-hmm. uh with the land and like earth is so incredible and i just feel like the way we're trashing the planet um yeah. is not sustainable and i didn't want to i kind of wanted to just live my life in a way that i felt truly aligned with my beliefs mm-hmm. and i i wasn't before you know i would just mm-hmm. oh this is how i feel but it wasn't always how it how I would act Uh so it was more just really implementing the changes of like where I would get my food and I really wanted to just fully embody the person that I wanted to be for my son and be able to raise him in an environment where I could teach him the things that I wasn't taught things I had to teach myself what are some things that you think someone could do maybe like just little changes like even if you have you know a migraine or something Mm -hmm you know yeah some easy like herbal swap outs right right. so some of the things I think are easy swaps um to start like getting you into like a healthier Mm -hmm. lifestyle um I know for me drinking like a mushroom coffee Mm -hmm. in the morning has four sigmatic yeah four sigmatic or like earth and craft makes an adaptogenic mushroom Mm -hmm. blend too that I use and it just like you don't like I was so addicted to coffee before Mm -hmm. and to the point where if I didn't have it like I would have a headache and like Mm -hmm. you know that's not healthy (laughs) you know and you're just like but I need it but it's like you should wake up and have natural energy if you've Mm -hmm. slept enough or so um the mushroom coffee or honestly just implementing like a tonic in the morning like Mm -hmm. whether it's like a good smoothie with some superfoods in it Mm -hmm. and really cherishing it and also just listening to your body like whether that Mm -hmm. means drinking more water I know a lot of us are chronically dehydrated myself included so really paying attention (laughs) yeah we were so paying attention to how much water I drink honestly Mm -hmm. having a big glass of water in the morning before I have any coffee or anything um that helped um, and cause coffee can stress it like gets your adrenals going and can stress your body on levels that you don't even realize. Yeah. So having like a nice, like alternative, like a tonic, mm-hmm. like a superfood, um, instead of your coffee, just to like try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that can be a good one. Or if you have a headache, some good alternatives, I mean, you can try out like some tinctures and things, or if you're interested in like making your own, you can always do that. I know. So what is a tincture for the people listening? Okay. Don't know. Yeah. So a tincture is a traditional medicine preparation. Um, so all like doctors up until like the past hundred years, mm-hmm. 
they used herbs as medicine. And so looking back at that, um, the history there, it's like amazing how, you know, herbal tinctures or herbal preparations, like that's what doctors would prescribe. And we've gotten so far away from that, but I think there's like a holisticness to using plants as medicine that like it feeds more than just the active ingredients. Mm -hmm. Like there's almost like the plant spirit, like teaches your body how to like be whole or something. Like there's more to it Mm -hmm. than just taking out the active parts. Um, so a tincture traditionally is like plant material, either fresh or dried, and it's extracted into alcohol. Um, you can also have, um, menstruums, which is like the liquid part, um, that's not alcohol. You can make it with vinegar. You can make it with vegetable glycerin, which is kind of sweet. It's super good for kids. Um, you can make it with water, like a hot water botanical infusion or like an herbal tea is technically like a way Mm -hmm. to get the herb the herbal like benefits Mm -hmm. into your diet um so there's a bunch of different ways you can preserve but alcohol is is a really good preservative it's good pretty much almost indefinitely Mm -hmm. um and it extracts a wide variety of the constituents of the plants so you would just like put it in a jar with some alcohol for like six weeks shake it up every day and then strain it and bottle it yeah. And you could take like a dropper full. Um, mm-hmm. So for migraines, like white willow bark, rosemary is good for headaches. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> My dog's in her face. <laughs> Hi, Zoe. Zoe loves attention. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely like want to try out St. John's wort. Mm-hmm. How much? Ma- like, how many do you even take? Is it like I think it's capsules, right? So you can get St. John's wort capsules. Um, sometimes now I'm gonna put a little disclaimer about capsules. I did see benefits. I used capsules when I when uh-huh. I first had my first uh, thing with St. John's wort. But sometimes the when the herb is powdered. It only has a, a shelf life about of a year mm-hmm. after it's so that it stays active. And a lot of times supplement companies like it's already been sitting on the shelf for a year by the time it gets to the store. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times people take herbal supplements and they're like, well, I don't feel any benefit from this. And it's because it's already been powdered and processed and like the yeah. active constituents are already pretty much like. Right. Non, non I didn't know that. Yeah. So I think the best thing you could do, like you can make your own capsules or you can order like whole St. John's wort herb. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a bunch of reputable places like Mountain Rose Herbs mm-hmm. or just organic um, mm-hmm. sources. And you get the whole herb and you can either like make an infusion yourself or you can just get some empty capsules and put them in. And you would take like three capsules or um, two capsules three times a day for St. John's wort traditionally um or for like a tincture you would just take like a dropper full three times a day but there are other herbs that are good for depression too like rhodiola is a really good one rhodiola rosea um and shisandra berry any of the adaptogenic herbs like maca root and a lot of the medicinal mushrooms they help to like balance everything out whether your hormones and i think that a lot of people have deficiencies and things that you know we don't even know everything with western medicine and so there's a lot of things at play whether it's your diet whether it's your hydration exercise that can all contribute to it mm-hmm. um so it's good to start at least with a little bit i think just if you implement some herbs into your diet and just see if there's like a change and if there's not you know yeah about your business but like, right yeah. and a lot of people actually I hear that like they'll start a supplement or you know mm-hmm. a regimen and then they'll be like oh well I did this for three weeks or four weeks and I didn't feel any different so then I stopped but then I noticed when I didn't have it 
Yeah. Like that they, they don't exactly notice when everything gets balanced, but then they'll notice there'll be like a big deficiency uh-huh. when they stop. So yeah. it's not always like a miracle, you know, it might take mm-hmm. longer for your body to adjust to it, but that's mm-hmm. like the more natural way. Yeah. Especially if you have like a lot going on in there mm-hmm. and you're newly like to just eating good, healthy, you know. Yeah. It takes like a little you. while to, right. to get used to it. Well, what are some of your um, favorite like earth and craft products? So, okay. So some of my favorite products. So a lot of the products that we make, I pretty much, I needed them. (laughs) So there are things that I really use every day. And they're so cute. Like they're so aesthetically pleasing. And like, I love the bottles and just the labels and everything. So pleasing. Thank you. (laughs) So one of my favorite things that I use every day is our Venus potion, which Mm -hmm. is a woman's, um, like a uterine health tonic. And so there's a lot of herbs in there that are all, they're chosen to be good for female reproductive health. Um, I wouldn't say it's good for anyone who's like trying to be pregnant or who is pregnant because some of the herbs can, they cause like to regulate your period Mm -hmm. and to regulate like your hormones. And if you have period cramps, it helps to relieve that. So it's more just like an everyday healthy woman tonic. Mm -hmm. Um, That is one that I definitely take every day. I know I struggled with irregular periods for a long time Mm -hmm. through my period of stress when I was working too much and not sleeping or eating right (laughs) um so that was one I wanted to make and that one actually tastes good because it's not just made with alcohol it's made with uh, a mix of things Mm -hmm. so some tinctures don't always taste good we'll just throw that out there yeah Yeah. Yeah, herbs in alcohol sometimes it doesn't taste good but I don't think medicine is supposed to taste good Mm -hmm. you know I think our bodies should run functionally and then if you have to take something you know Mm -hmm. it's not supposed to taste like Sugar. Right. And most of the time people take stuff that tastes awful anyway and then it's not good for you on top of it. Exactly. So what's the difference? Yeah, now? like taking shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um so the Venus potion is one of my favorites. Um we're currently sold out, but it's about to come back in stock like within the next week. I, know, I want some of that. Sounds yeah. <laughs> um the adaptogenic mushroom cocoa is one that I do every morning. Mm-hmm. And you it's just like a, a cocoa powder. Um, it's cacao, maca root, reishi, chaga, and lion's mane mm-hmm. mushrooms, and a little coconut milk powder. Yeah, so that, that makes sounds it pretty like it creamy. good. Yeah, it tastes super good. It doesn't have any sweetener in it, but the maca root mm-hmm. lends like a little caramel flavor. So you can sweeten mm-hmm. it if you need, but um, it tastes better than black coffee, I'll say that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I love that. And then I have things just on standby. Right. So, like, we have a pain release tincture, which has mm-hmm. California poppy, ashwagandha, ginger, um, and valerian root. And that's, mm-hmm. like, super good for pain, uh, mm-hmm. headache. I know our, my, our partner, Amy, she, um, she had used that with her patients for a long time. So it's super effective. I've got patients. Um, I have a lady in Australia who swears by it for her fibromyalgia. So it's a wide variety of pain. The valerian is a nervine, so it's even good for like headaches and stuff like that. Um, but I don't take that regularly. You know, that's more just like if I'm really struggling with something. But a lot of times if I have a headache, it's because I'm dehydrated. Mm-hmm. So I try to really address right. the deep down causes before I turn to medicine. As everyone should. <laughs> yeah. So those are some of the things I keep. I mean, we have like herbal tea blends. Mm-hmm. I love a good herbal tea. I love the sage spray. Oh, the sage spray. Yeah. So good. Uh-huh. So how did Earth and Craft come about? So during a meditation session, I actually had kind of like a vision um, 
where I was like an old woman and I owned this apothecary and so for a long time I like put that aside like oh well that's the in the future mm -hmm. you know that's uh I'm an old lady so that's not was now this after you had Zane or... yeah this was after I had Zane okay. and I had already like kind of get into my spiritual practice with like mm -hmm. meditation and stuff and uh so I put that off for a long time and I was always struggling like do I go back to nursing mm -hmm. like should I go get a job right now like it's mm -hmm. been a couple years since I've worked and um, something in me was just like, no, like this is your future. Like this is what you're supposed to do. Like this knowledge, especially now it's so important that we get this, like that we spread the message of holistic health and kind of going back to the old ways because and it's, it's interesting that this like crazy thing happened like in the world right now, mm -hmm. um, right after we started. And I think it's such an important time that we are able to like spread the message of, sovereignty and you know growing your own food and making your own medicines and like kind of learning what our ancestors always knew mm. because it's getting lost a little bit and so um, part of our mission is definitely just to like spread awareness about herbal medicine about medicinal plants that like you can harvest in mm -hmm. your area like we share a lot of um, how-to's and educational stuff we try to source locally as much as we can. I mean, we make like elderberry syrup mm -hmm. and elderberries don't grow in the tropics. So mm -hmm. we source from organic sustainable sources. Mm -hmm. um, but we do harvest a lot of local things. Um, and we're hoping to expand that as well. Like I know guanabana leaves are super medicinal and the guanabanas grow a lot mm -hmm. here. So we're planning on um, dehydrating, processing some stuff uh, with that. And a lot of things we do source locally with the farms that we work that are mm -hmm. here. Um, so we do try to source locally as much as we can, but some things that don't necessarily grow here, we outsource, but it's always organic and it's always sustainable. Where can they find you guys? Like if you're based in Puerto Rico, um, they have a weekly farmer's market. I believe mm -hmm. it's every Sunday. It's Saturday mornings. Oh, Saturday yep. morning. So it's Aguadilla Farmer's Market from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. And mm -hmm. it's next to Cal Calantai. Mm -hmm. And then we also are available online at earthandcraft.com and we do ship um, everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, if your country isn't listed, you can like DM us on Instagram and we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, but every state, at least in the United States, should be listed on there mm -hmm. in Puerto Rico. And then our Instagram is Earth and Craft mm -hmm. and Facebook Earth and Craft. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Yes. And yeah. Thank you Bye. for having me. <laughs> See you guys next week. Bye.